Welcome to another edition of the Mexican Soccer Show. I'm your host, Cesar Hernandez, and today we're wrapping up the Liga Mekis regular season. We're going to go through our favorite moments, our best 11, who should be the league MVP, and much more. Help me out today is Tom Marshall. How are you doing, Tom? Hey, Cesar. Yeah, not bad. Um, can't complain. International week, so that's always good. I think we'll have another podcast now later on the week, just focusing on the... Uh, on everything going on with with L3 men's team and um, and obviously this one, focus it on the old Liga MX. The, the reaction really to to the regular season, breaking down a few of the few of the the big surprises for good and bad, and um, and yeah, looking ahead a little tiny bit. Although I'm sure we'll do a preview pod to the uh, to the playoffs as well. So yeah, I mean I don't know. It's kind of the so kind of nice time of year to be honest because. Um, you know, you've got the international break, and then he's straight into playoffs, and then we've got the we've just got the the Christmas bonus of um, Concap Champions League. So, I mean, what else can you ask for in life? Yeah, well, I asked. I definitely asked for something from life uh, last week, and that happened. So, thank you for that life. Uh... <laughs> now anything can happen. <laughs> <laughs> I suddenly, like I was telling you before the podcast, I suddenly feel much more positive and more, much more happy and energetic. But, <laughs> but um, let's uh, let's let's dive into like you were talking about there. There's a lot to look forward to this week and the next couple months. But I think it is good to you know, now at the end of the League of Mikey's regular season to kind of look back and just kind of see what stood out to us. So for you, I mean, if we're talking about memorable moments or if we're talking about, you know, maybe some good surprises, because maybe a little bit later we'll talk about the un- some bad or unfortunate surprises, but what are the memorable moments or the good surprises stood out to you uh, in this League of Becky season? Good surprises. Um, I think, you know, I think if you look at the teams, I think, you know, Bumas, I think you got you gotta, yeah. you got to look to. I mean, you know, you'll look at the way they went into the season with with Michel leaving basically you know two days before the season started and and you thought this 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 Pumas team is going to really struggle um you know I don't think it was ever a bad team or, or anything like that but you thought this change of coach is going to is going to cause problems for the club um and you know they finished six in the well they were six in the 2020 Clausura but you thought you know you know with Ligini coming in from the from the Pumas youth system you know, with with limited experience coaching the first team, um, I think I think Boomers have been a massive, massive surprise, and and you know they've done well, and I think Liini is kind of respected to a degree. You know what Michel has done, and and they're just very very intense. You know, kind of a, a mid mid block, um, you know, very compact team. You know, obviously we've said it a number of times on the show. If you have got Carlos Gonzalez and Dineno and up front as you as your two strikers, then you've got a chance. And I just think. You know, I think we've not really talked about uh, Freire, the the centre back, who mm-hmm. I think has been superb, and Johan yeah. Vasquez, who we have talked about, um, and then put Talavera into the mix, who's been, you know, for me the signing of the season, um, signing of the off season, and and you know he's had a ridiculous season, and you know Bumas, uh, 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 they've lost one game in seventeen, which not many people would have believed before before the season started. Yeah, and looking at our preseason power rankings, uh, it was a good call for me right before recording the pod. You know, remind me that we should probably like bring those up. But I mean, I had Pumas at number ten. You had them at number eleven. You know, which says a lot about you know where we thought that they would potentially finish. You know, before the season started. I remember specifically talking about uh, in that podcast saying that you know that you know there's a lot of leadership 
that's that's gone you know from the side you know i i felt that because of you know losing a you know a malcora pablo barrera like that really the team is going to struggle a little bit and i thought that they kind of struggled a little bit in the copa por mexico as well and it kind of i felt like they kind of need to fine-tune themselves a little bit you know and i've obviously been proven wrong so that was definitely a big big surprise uh so far this season i guess if we're talking about Pumas, I mean, because one of the things I wrote down here uh, under a favorable moment, I guess, uh, if we're talking about kind of, uh, you know, some things that uh, come back at the Liga Mekis season. Uh, one thing regarding Pumas is uh, actually the the goal last side. I'm, I'm going to say that's actually the the goal of the this, this season for me. But Dervitom, the one uh, from Brian Mendoza, it was he was about like 50 to 60 yards oh, yeah. out <laughs> against Cholos. That was yeah. an incredible strike. That was, I mean, so yeah, obviously things really, really went Pumas's way uh, within the last few months. Yeah, no, for sure. And what what other moments kind of stood out, surprised you, said? I mean, uh, you know, uh, Malcora's hair, we're going to bring that up. <laughs> I, know we, I know we talk about it a the lot. Atlas, the Atlas players' hair in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we talk, honestly, like when you, when we were, when you mentioned it in the group chat earlier today, like you kind of like threw out some like topics. You're like, oh, you know, maybe some like moments or some good surprises or bad surprises. I'm sorry. I know, I know I talk about it, like once every other pod, but I just have to bring up Malgoro's hair. Um, <laughs> but um, some, some, I mean, I, I guess if you're looking back at the actual soccer, uh, you know, a couple of uh, good surprises that I think that stood out to me was uh, a couple of uh, young Mexican goalkeepers stepping up I feel and, and I'm talking about Malagón with Necaxa and I'm talking about Acevedo with Santos I, I I feel like that has consistently been a worry for me uh for L3 is you know wondering who's gonna be that next young talent that's gonna step up for Mexico who's gonna be and what I mean by that is like a player under the age of you know 29 or 28 under that age who can really 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 start to you know add some depth to to to, to Mexico's goalkeeping talents and that was definitely something that really, really stood out to me. It was just the, the way that Malagón performed in Degax. And Acevedo, I mean, I, I think he, Acevedo definitely gained a lot of fans. You know, a lot of, I think a lot of people are really excited excited about him this season. Uh, he definitely had a lot of work to do with Santos too in that. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure, yeah. And um, yeah, I, th- I think... Um... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the other kind of like positive ones, rather <laughs> than the negative ones. Um, oh, yeah, because it's yeah. I mean, yeah. I I, th- I think it's not a massive surprise, but I'm kind of um, I kind of think we should, especially me, because I'm looking at the pre-season rankings, and you know, I put I put Leon down in fifth, and I think you yeah. put them down in third, and yeah. like from to earn forty points, and even that game on Sunday against Toluca, where you're playing the majority of the match with ten players. You know, and and to still manage to get a two-two draw, you know, in the in the heat, it's not it's not actually that hot, but the sun's right above you at that twelve o'clock kickoff, and it's just it's intense, and and also the altitude, and for him to I don't know they just they just showed that kind of tenacity, and I don't know the style of play that the club the the Nacho Ambriz has implemented. I mean, it was just they were just by far the best team, and um, and obviously reaching forty points is. I don't know. I can't remember the last time it was done. I think if they'd have won that game, it would have been a record, um, which just shows, you know, just shows just how good they've been. I mean, they've been absolutely yeah. sensational. I w- what I would say is I probably put them. I can't. I can't remember what I was thinking, but, <laughs> but um, I probably put them down in fifth just because, you know, obviously 
you know, Macias has gone and, and just worried about a bit about that striker's position. Obviously, Gigliotti has has come in. Um, you've got um, you've got the killer, Nick <laughs> Nick Killer up there as well. <laughs> I don't know why it just makes me laugh that, but it just it definitely does. Um, it is. Yeah, Sosa and 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 yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just worried are they going to have that number nine that, that that they need? And they've just found solutions. And it's not like they've not had injuries as well. They they have suffered from from a couple of injuries, and, and you know, Jairo Moreno, who's a crucial player, has been out. Um, but yeah, I think I think Leonic have been absolutely just—I don't know—they're just leading the way in Liga MX, and they have been for for a couple of years now. I think. I mean, here's the thing: is that I think when the season first started, I want to say the first few matches. I mean, yeah, they like obviously they only end up getting one loss, but I think the first few matches they were still first half of the season. I, I feel like I remember them getting narrow wins like really really narrow wins like really really sneaking past teams yeah getting those much needed points but i feel like they're doing everything absolutely right but they just needed that number nine and as time kind of like went by they eventually figured things out like you said gigliotti ended up stepping up you know Angel Mena ended up stepping up and then what we saw from leon is just i mean i guess we knew that they would be good and we we saw that with our preseason rankings yeah i i, I definitely agreed with you before the season started that you know, maybe goal scoring was going to be a, a problem without Macias there. But we still had them within our top five. We still th- thought that they're going to be a, an elite league of Yankees team. But I guess the theme with Leon, and I guess with a lot of their players, is that we knew that they were going to be good, but we just didn't know that they were going to be as good as they were at this level. You know, just yeah. like absolutely yeah. dominant. And just like, yeah, the, I am. The, the only thing I would say is, though, that, that that LAFC game was a big stain. And I think yeah. it's only in the last kind of you know, the last few months that it's kind of you know just worn off a little bit because you know I mean if you, when you look at it now in kind of retrospect it's kind of that was a I mean it was, it was at the time as well but for LAFC to to overcome this Leon side was was absolutely huge and I don't think I don't think it was given enough kind of I don't think they were given enough praise to be honest I mean yeah. to lose in Leon like they did and they're still at the, they were at the start of the season and all that and then to you know to kind of um, to do to do what they did up there in 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 Los Angeles, and it, it was it was a superb win. But all right, let's go th- down the um, down the table, and we'll give a rank to each team zero to zero to ten. And, Boom, I like it. You know, for a few of the teams that really like kind of jump out. I mean, obviously we've talked about Leon, we've talked about Pumas, but when a team jumps out, um, we'll just we'll just go into it. So Leon. I mean that's just a ten, right? I mean ten, maybe a nine point five out of ten. I mean that that's the grade that I'm giving them right there. I I, I feel like it's, yeah. I think that point five is maybe the very beginning of the season. Looks like they could have potentially had some goal scoring problems, but I mean they've just been absolutely dominant, especially in recent weeks too. Yeah. Next up, boom. Are you not giving? Are you not giving them a, a rating? Only I'm giving them a rating. Just she's just I'm gonna tweet it. I'm gonna tweet it out and and say. Cesar thinks Leon got a 9.5. Ha ha. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm not loving but, that uh, again. No, some no, 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 I'll, 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 I'll jump in. I'll jump in when uh, okay. when there's a discrepancy. All right, all right, all right, all right. I mean, that's also. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give You're that. You're also the king of the grades as well. You know what I mean? No, like, I know. I know. I know. Grade master. <laughs> all right i'll give them uh a, 
uh, it's between a nine to nine point five. Can I say nine point two five? Is that fair? A nine point two five? You can say whatever you want. Yeah, nine <laughs> nine point two four. Let's give it a nine nine point two four. Up two four. Because they because they because <laughs> they weren't obviously as dominant as Leon. You could if you just take a look at their their wins. You know, just Leon or just have a, four more wins than Pumas have, but. I think that you just have to give them so much credit for what Lilini has done, for what Talavera has done. For them, really, other than the game against Leon, where they lost 2-0, there there was no opponent that they couldn't go toe-to-toe with. So uh, I, I feel like I was very, very impressed with them this season. From America, a bit of a weird one, isn't it, America? Kind yeah. Of. You know, I mean, they got so many, so much criticism and... Who knows how many times Fuera Piojo was was kind of trending, and a lot of time it was kind of tongue in cheek as well. <laughs> but um, by the end of the day, they're there with thirty two points in third place, and it's just, I mean, my my take on America is that they've not got the they've had a lot of injury problems for one. I mean, yeah. it's been it's been absolutely ridiculous, and I don't know Piojo Herrera, he just gets he just gets them over the line. And his record since since he left the national team continues continues to be absolutely exceptional. And you know, even just one injury, Bruno Valdez, it's like that's that's a massive massive loss for any team in League MX. And for for him to kind of you know to, to, to for him to make do and for him to grind out these results, I think shows that Miguel Herrera, at least kind of tactically, has um, has got many more strings to his bow than he. Than he, than he kind of used to have. So, um, but it's, it's hard to give a number, no? I mean, yeah, uh, because on one hand, it's like the level with Pumas, you know what I mean? And the, the top scorers in the league, 31 goals. But on the other hand, it's kind of like, if, if, you, if you're asking for your Club America to, you know, obviously they want him to dominate, they want him to be in top, you can't always do that, but you want him to play good, you know, good entertaining football. And maybe we haven't seen that. I mean, I think we'll see it in the Liguilla because Herrera's teams in the Liguilla are often a lot of fun. But um, but yeah, no, it's interesting. What what uh, What's your thoughts on the it's, number there? It's it's tough because you think about the ambitions of America, you know, and just like the ambitions associated with that club, you know, so like you would, I, I imagine, you know, some of their harshest critics are, are their diehard fans and they're probably, it'd be really, really easy for them to, to to nitpick what's been going on. I mean, like you said, I mean, Fuera Piojo was trending every like almost like every other week or something or every week. But I'll say, considering their ambitions, maybe a seven point five. Because maybe I'll, I'll go down the middle. Because I'll say fans would probably give them a seven. Their fans should probably give them a seven. Maybe it's something lower. I would give them an eight. So maybe it'd be a seven point five. Is that fair? Is that too low? Too high? Yeah, I'd say seven point five is is fair to be honest. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, and I think Sebastian Cordova as well. I think this season, you know, you know, we'll talk about the the best 11s later. I thought that he didn't get in mind. I just, I just, I didn't think he was consistent enough. There was a period during the season where he wasn't, yeah. wasn't on it. But what I will say is, in the last few weeks, he's been absolutely superb, and yeah. he's kind of, um, he's really, really, I think, now looking like you know the breakout star, um, definitely in Club America and, and possibly even. Kind of in the league, but yeah, it's, it's been a weird season. I mean, even even look at the Roger Martinez situation. I mean, yeah. I always think that's a player that should be top five in Liga MX. This guy is, you know, a player who could easily play in Europe. One of the most talented players in Mexico right now, and he's just on the outside. And it's just, I don't know, it's kind of weird how that how that kind of situations work. But then once again, 
know, Henry Martin, what what can you say about that guy? I mean, consistently, and I'll, you know, myself as well, I've kind of underestimated him, and he just yeah. does it all the time, and top mates can score in the league this season as well. So, you know, Vinius as well continues to, to do his thing. So, um, so yeah, 7.5 sounds good. What about Cruz Chris Azul, yeah. Weird one. Yeah, because yeah, it's I different. Mean, because... no, Go on. Okay, because I was going to say, it's just... It, it, they just didn't have the best end to the season, you know. Like it's just yeah. it, they they really really started uh, to slow down uh, within the within the last few weeks. I mean, they definitely got that that that, that win over uh, win over Chivas. I think that was the one that they got uh, somewhere recently. But I don't know. Is it is it fair to say that because of maybe a little bit of? I mean, I think I was a little more hyped about than you were i thought that they were going to continue their positive momentum from early 2020 i thought that they were going to continue their you know, their strong like run of form from from the copa por mexico and i thought that you know some of their additions were going to be we're going to have a bigger impact it, and maybe obviously fourth place is still good but is that what i expected from them i don't think so i thought they're gonna be higher up the league table so i'll i'll, I'll give them a seven and most and i think now seven's good. Seven's fine. It's, it's they they finished in the top four, but I just think that they 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 were capable of more, and the, the last few weeks haven't exactly been the best for them. No, yeah, no. I mean, I think it's fair. The other thing is, is there's so little difference between between these. You know what I mean? I mean, just let's look at that Pumas against Cruz Azul last weekend. I mean, if Pumas don't come back, then yeah. then you know Cruz Azul are all of a sudden. Um, I think they would have been second. So. Um, so yeah, fair, fair play to him. Um, but then again, you know, it's not exactly a great sign heading to the playoffs when you've you only won one of your last five. So um, so yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy with a seven. Um, yeah, Monterrey? I, I think. What because I feel I feel like we probably have to go through these a little bit quickly, or else we're gonna go, take forever on these. <laughs> Monterrey. No, I mean it's just such a such a weird weird one to judge because they're in fifth. No, it's a failure for me. I mean. You've got that kind of squad, and um, you've won eight out of seventeen games. I don't know. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's good enough. You know. Yeah. I think fifth place is fine. It's not like I mean, you level on points with Cruz Azul. It's not like a disaster and blah blah blah. But I don't know. And, and I think you couple that with the style of play, which isn't. You know, it's just. I don't know. I think that's the issue with Mohamed's Monterrey. I think that's the question mark we always have. We just. I don't know. I mean, when you get to the Ligue it is different because you look at those games against America and they were absolutely superb. I mean, they were absolutely brilliant games. But then you look at you look at the regular season and sometimes you just want a bit more. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What what, what score do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's also tough, too, because are we taking the... No, I guess we shouldn't. We, I was going to say, are we taking the Copa for Mexico into consideration? But <laughs> we probably shouldn't, right? I mean... No, no. No, yeah. just straight, straight up league. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like it's got to be it's got to be between a six to seven for me for 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 six for, point five that yeah yeah <laughs> all right Tigres oh, see the thing is it'd be the narrative would be so much easier is if the the narrative that I thought was going to happen ended up continuing to happen because they did get all those all those wins and you're just like all right this is a thing to decide they're going to finish a top four and then they got two draws and a loss in their last three games. You know, like the, the, that narrative of them, you know, charging through into the playoffs just stopped. You know, now I'm a little worried about them. Three, six, 
I'm giving them. Uh, I'm giving them a six. Six. Chivas. Uh, you, 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 you tell me what, what are your thoughts on Chivas? I'd, I'd, I'd give them a seven. I mean, I think I think yeah. you've got to kind of separate the off the field, which has been a, just a disaster in terms of you know the PR. I'm not saying that's the club's fault. I think they actually handled the last situation fairly well with Vialpando and, and Subanda. Um, so yeah, I think you've got to separate that. And I think, but if you, I think you take that into consideration in terms of on the field. Um, and I think they've done they've done okay. I mean, they've not done great. Uh, I think more a little bit more expected from Macias, to be honest. Um, you know, yeah. I think he's going to be back for, from injury for the Liguilla, and and that's big for Chivas. Um, you know, it's his it's, he's got a chance to shine. So I think I'd go seven though. I mean, um, yeah, I agree. They, 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 they've, they've not been superb. They've not been kind of amazing to watch or anything like that. But at the end of the day, this is the first time that Chivas have finished in the, inside the top eight since the 2017 Clausura. And so, you know, there's pressure. There's big pressure on this club. Um, they made the change of coach from obviously Tenor to Vucitic and um, they've got the job done. I mean, you, I don't think you can say, I don't know, I don't think you can say anything. I mean, you can, you know, it's it's not the Chivas, I think, that a lot of fans want to see. Um, but I think with with, with Vucic, it's going to take time. And to be honest, I don't think they're ever going to be a spectacular team under Vucic. So, um well, I do think I think they're going to be really effective, and I think we're going to see them inside the playoffs a lot more often um, yeah. if they continue kind of with Vucic and they make kind of incisive, well thought out and well planned um, signings of players who don't just love to booze it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about what about eighth place uh, Santos? I, I I feel like I feel like a seven or maybe even a seven point five uh, is what I would give them because I. I knew, or I think I say this if I knew, but like I think we both assumed that they would make the playoffs, but we didn't think that they would be at their best because of the Brian Lozano injury. So I feel like this is about what we were expecting from them, if not maybe slightly better. Yeah, no, and I will say, you know, they've they've given a couple of opportunities to the younger Mexican players, and um, you know, I think Sandoval. Walter Sandoval has been absolutely brilliant, and the rumor is that you know he's been he's been in Tata Martino's mind as well, and and you really it's not surprised he is a really really good player when he's kind of on it and when he's kind of mentally there. Obviously, he's been at other clubs, he's been at Chivas, he's been at Juarez, and it's just not worked out. But um, but yeah, no, no, I think that's I think that's you know a good assessment. I mean, I'd say it's not just Brian Lozano as well. I mean, you know, I think they lost one of their centre backs. Was it Nervo? I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and I think the well, they definitely lost Jonathan Orozco, and those, you know, that that's two big players, those two yeah. key pieces to that team. You you add into the mix um, Brian Lozano, who's you know one of the best players in the league. You know, Santos's best player, the attacking kind of biggest attacking threat they've got, and, and for him to sneak into the playoffs is you know it's it's, it's a positive. Um, not a brilliant season by any means, but it's it's a positive. So yeah, I'd go I'd go for seven as well. Um, and yeah, it, just an interesting kind of an aside. But it would have been uh, would have been kind of crazy, you know, if, if it was the old playoff format where you know yeah. the top eight get into the playoffs. Imagine that. Imagine that last game against uh, Mazatlan where they got that they got the four zero victory, <sighs> to, like right at the end and just sneaked above Pachuca into kind of eighth place. And it doesn't really change too much. It's just Santos now play at home against Pachuca. And if they hadn't have won by four goals, they would have played Pachuca at Estadio Hidalgo. So, 
so yeah it just it, it does change the the narrative but um but this is a, the next one's an interesting one because Pachuca I don't know I think it's I mean they've they've finished outside the top eight again and I mean I'm not saying that's the be all and end all because they've only lost four games all season they've only conceded four goals the joint best defense in the league um the numbers are good when you look at the kind of you know the expected goals and stuff like that um but the i don't know they're just not again they finished outside the top nine you know what i mean and and you know to be honest not not an amazing team to watch either um very you know i wouldn't say they're not conservative but they don't like to give too much away i think considering uh, how we felt before the season i feel like we got to give them a, a passing grade though uh, I think with yeah. you know, Franco Jara, you know, not being there, I, I definitely worried about, you know, who would be scoring the goals, like who would be uh, providing those chances, you know, in the final third. I mean, obviously, they only had 18 goals this season. So it wasn't exactly as if they were like, you know, killing it in the attack, but still defensively. And I, I think they did fine. I think for the most part, just because of the, like I said, the underwhelming expectations that I had for them, I thought they were one of the more quietly more successful teams maybe maybe it's a bit of a stretch for me to say that a ninth place team is is has been successful but i would i i, I thought they were doing all right i, I think they've had a decent season i'd give them a, i'd give them a passing grade i'd give them a seven or a 7.5 okay um let's go seven then all right what about what about i don't i don't like giving i don't like giving a club like pachuca given i don't know given it's one of the better clubs I don't like him finishing outside the top eight and giving him more than a seven. But I'll go, we'll I, go but I seven. think we had low expectations. I think we had low expectations. I, I had low expectations. I had them. I thought they were going to finish in 12th. You had them in 10th. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I know they're just they're just no, think, above that. Ninth. I think seven's fair. It's, it's still it's not bad, is it? You know what I mean? It's not saying, yeah. oh, you were, you know, you were below. You were just kind of like probably a little bit better than you thought. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do, I do think for a club like uh, Pachuca, if you look at the record over recent years, it's like they are desperate to get into the to the playoffs, and they brought in True. players as well who were experienced with that with that exactly in mind. I mean, I think Ustari was has been a really good signing as well in goal. I think he's been one of the one of the better signings. So, um, but yeah, um, next up, Nakaksa. Are we grading them for just the last few weeks alone, or grading them for the entire season? Because <laughs> like it's, it's a big a, big differences. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, don't know I mean, I mean, it's just they finishing with 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 five wins in a row and just like climbing up the league table like that. I mean, I just I, I don't I don't think a lot of us expected for that to happen, you know. And I think they were they're pretty close to where I think where we saw them at before the season started. Because before the season started, I think a lot of us thought that they would just narrowly miss out in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think a lot of us had it uh, like around like I think we both had them at, at 13th place. So uh, we, we both made the assumption that they weren't going to qualify, that they were just barely going to miss out. But when you have a <laughs> when you have a finish like the one that they had with with five wins in a row, I mean, it's I don't, I don't know. Do, it's, it's, do I give them a passing grade? Do I recognize that they still only had seven? I'm gonna say only seven wins, but then again, Thigus and Chivas also had seven wins. I know it's 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 a bit complicated with Nick Goxa to try to give him like a grade for the entirety of the season. I think I'd go seven point five. I think I think at the start of the season they had some big problems with COVID, um, if I'm not mistaken, with injuries. You know, I don't know. The Cax is always that one that team that 
I don't know, you, at the start of every season, because they turn over players, because they do what they do in the transfer market, you always think, who have they got? Are these players going to step up? And they buy kind of random players. And more time, more often than not, they really work out. I mean, I think Unai Bilbao has been one of the, yeah. another one of the best signings of yep. the off season as well. I think he's been, you know, he's been superb at the heart of the, heart of the defense. Like you said, Sasa Malagon as well. I think has been. I'm really excited about Malagon. To be honest, I'm not gonna not gonna hide it. I think he's. I don't know. I like him. I like his personality. I like you know. He's not the tallest goalkeeper, but um, I, I like what he brings at, at, at a young age. So. I don't know. I'd, I'd go seven point five because yeah. Okay. I mean, look at the teams they finished above, right. and look at the teams they finished behind. You know, how many of those that are above Nakaxa would you think? No, you know what, Nakaxa should be above them. I don't think you can say any of them. I mean, True. Maybe Pachuca, but at the end of the day, Nakaxa this season have punched above the weight, and Profit Cruz deserves a lot of credit for bringing the team together and and I don't know, just making it really difficult to beat. And not only that, sneaking these victories. Um, you know, Pasarini as well, I think, has been, he's really dangerous up front and obviously on loan from Cruz Azul. So, um, so yeah, another 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 interesting season from Nakatsu. You just, they just keep doing it. I mean, people, some of the fans, I don't think like it over there in Agos Calientes, but they keep doing the thing um, and it works for them. And they're in the playoffs and they're playing... They're playing Chivas and, you know, they're the form team right now, so don't rule them out. Yeah. And then also in the playoffs at 11th place is the Luca. Uh, who... This is this might be the hardest. <laughs> yeah. Well, the issue with the Luca is just that for a while they're... I mean, I feel like the, the story with them is that their attack is compensated for their defense. Like, they've been pretty poor defensively throughout most of the season. I feel as if the attack has definitely helped that. I mean, it's... I feel like we have to give them a little bit of praise because they did slightly better than I thought they would. You know, I thought they wouldn't qualify for the playoffs. Obviously, they they clearly did, but it's still a team that's in 11th place. So how much praise can you really give them? I don't know, Tom, what are your, what are your thoughts on Toluca? Yeah, man, I think I think losing Talavera as well was pretty big. I mean, oh, you've course, seen yeah, yeah. the difference between, you know, you know, between what he's done for Pumas. And I think, you know, you, I think Toluca suffered there as well. Um, it's, again, it's a weird club, weird season. I mean, you know, obviously Chepo de la Torre le- loses his job halfway through and then um, Morales comes in and, and kind of, I don't know, it seems like there was a there was an uptick, but it's, um, you know, the change of system as well to a back five. It's kind of, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting interesting uh, way of doing things over there at, at, at Toluca. But again, I mean, I think they've got, I like Castaneda, the, 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 the young kind of, midfielder attacking midfielder and um and i think up front i mean estrada i think is quite good um and just trying to think who who um canelo as well he's had a really good season yeah, so i don't know they have got some firepower and they are you know but they do leak goals so um i don't know though it's, it's to Luca as well it's like you know it's a it's another club it's a big club um yeah. but then again have they acted like a big club in the transfer market and stuff over the last couple of years and and the answer is no and so i I don't know what you give him to be honest i mean i I don't want to give him a too high a mark here to be honest yeah should we say what do we put the what do we put i 6.5 but 16th you had 15th so we weren't big on him at all were we so yeah okay i'd go for a six me level with tigres all right but what about puebla we're giving him a 10 out of 10 
Uh, but, uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> But hey, yeah, we had him really low. We, yeah, we uh, had him last. You, you, we had him like you and I, like combining with everybody, like all the other teams and whatnot. We had him in last, but your ranking was 17. My ranking was 16. But still, we thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They haven't played the most exciting soccer, but they got the job done. You know, I, 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 I know it was really, really narrow. I mean, that. For for bit in that final game of the the season, it looked like San Luis were potentially going to score a goal and then looked like potentially get the equalizer. But Puebla held on; they got the job done. And just qualifying for for the playoffs that's more than I thought would happen. So I'm, I'm tempted to give it a seven point five or eight, to be honest. Mm. I've gone even a little bit higher. Yeah. Got eight point five. Yeah. for an eight though. Yeah. for an eight. Hey, eight, eight sounds good. I like it. It's the third highest mark we've given so far, so I think that's fair enough. You know, behind Leon, behind Pumas, and then you've got um, then you've got Puebla. So yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair. I think Omenio as well. To be fair, I've never yeah. been a big fan, but he's done his thing. He's got the goals for him, um, and I don't know. You know, I don't want to be I don't want to offend Puebla fans, but it's a limited team put together on a small budget. And again, going back to the same question with Nakaxa, how many teams above Puebla? Would you have thought they would have finished um, above? And the answer is, again, probably zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think that's the I think that's the key one. At least when I'm grading these, this is that's what I'm kind of yeah. kind of you know thinking thinking of. But um, what's, who's next up? Juarez at number thirteen, just narrowly missing out in the playoffs. Juarez, yeah, I mean, if you take Lascano away from Juarez, and I dread to think where they would have finished. <laughs> you know, I think that's the bottom line. And I don't know, I just think FC Juarez now, they've been in the league a little while. I mean, I know it was tough because, you know, when they first came in, it was like at short notice. You'd, you'd want them to be building a little bit better than they have. You know what I mean? You'd want, it, you'd want them to be a bit better than 13th place and missing out on the playoffs. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd give him quite a low mark, to be honest, but I don't know what you yeah. think. No, I agree. I think they miss Roland as well. Well, I think Roland, not that situation where is he coming, is he not coming, is he, you know, I think if you'd have slotted him in the team, I think they would have, they would have been in the top 12, but they didn't do it. And um, I don't know, again, I think I've said it a number of times on the show, where it's just difficult to get excited about FC Warriors, you know, in terms of not the club, just the team that they put out. It's, it's you know, Intriago, I think he's a good player. One or two others. Esquivel, I think he's, he's got potential moving forward, but um, I don't know. What, what what number springs to mind? Yeah, I think yeah something a little. I think maybe it's. I, I guess I want to give them something lower, but I think I didn't exactly have the highest expectations for them. It wasn't like I was thinking that they're going to be like a top ten side. You know, I was. I, I didn't. I, I think I, I yeah I had them at number eleven. Mm-hmm. You had them at number twelve. So we had them over at number twelve overall. So I think they're just slightly below what we thought they would do, but still. I, I can tell you, I was just, I, I was never really that excited about watching them this season. Um, although it was, it was exciting for a moment when uh, they had that that lead over America uh, before before the equalizer from America, like basically knocked them out of the playoff uh, race. Uh, but yeah, maybe a six. I, f- I feel bad giving something a little bit lower just because I didn't have the highest yeah. expectations. But I think a six. I went, I went five, so go five point five. Five point five. Five point five, the lowest one. What Mazatlan? about Mazatlan? Yeah, Mazatlan. I mean, what? I, I don't think we really knew 
what to expect from them other than just lulls, you know, just <laughs> like we knew it was going to be yeah. weird. We, and it started off a little weird with the uh, with the stink bugs in the stadium and everybody's like, oh, it's cockroaches. And they're like, no, 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 no. Here's a, it's <laughs> it's actually stink bugs. But uh, I mean, did we did we actually expect them to qualify for the playoffs? I I didn't. So sh- should we does that therefore hurt their score? I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on this one? I don't, I don't know what to make of this I don't one. Know. I don't know. I mean, I will say they've been a lot of fun. I mean, no no team has, has kind of seen more goals in the games. You know, 24 yeah. goals for and twenty and 31 against. Um, so, you know, they have been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed watching them. I think Paco Palencia, I don't know, it wasn't like a small team mentality where you just sit back. They really went for it. Thomas Boy come in and he's and, you know, he watching that game against Santos and it was just ridiculous in the second half. It was like they're down to 10 men and they just keep trying to attack. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and they were clearly so tired, the team as well, but they kept going for it. And then obviously they lead the goal. So, um, so yeah, but, but like you said, expectations low. I think Martin Rodriguez has had a great season over there. Um, I've enjoyed Cesar Huerta as well, who's kind of, you know, shown that he's definitely got something. I think he's only 19. He's a player who you know to, to look out for. I believe he's he's been in the last two under twenty three squads as well. So um, you know I've enjoyed those guys. Um, San Vessel too. You know I don't know if you mentioned San Vessel, but yeah, yes, yeah, San Vessel has been a revelation. I think he's just got a new two year contract as well. I think he was gonna sign to it for a club in Malaysia, but he's um, he's actually signed for Mazatlan instead. And probably loves it over there. <laughs> 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 but. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, th- I think. I think maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know what isn't. What I don't know what a neutral number is. You know what I mean? Because I think Juarez have gone for slightly. I don't know. Maybe six is like a neutral number. You know I think what I mean? six does feel a little Just neutral. Like... Yeah, I think six definitely feels neutral. I, I like that. I like that rating. Julio Tijuana. Three, four, maybe even lower. It's just. It's just. It's been pretty bad. It's been. I, I feel like if the, this has got to be the biggest discrepancy from our ratings and what the actual final position was, right? Or maybe yeah, maybe think, maybe there's uh, another one. Yeah, I think Tijuana and uh, actually San Luis as well, if I remember That's rightly. Right. San Luis yeah, too. We had, yeah, we had we had them in ninth. We both had um, San Luis in ninth, and they finished eighteenth. Um, Cholos, we had in eighth, both of us, and they finished in fifteenth. So. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, yeah, I think San Luis is actually a little tiny bit bigger difference, but I think I think Cholos is there in, in yeah. second. I mean, we had him in the, in the top in the top eight, um, and they are 10 points off that, so. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it, when Geddes stepped in, you know, Paulo Geddes, their manager, I mean, I think he had an interesting, you know, roster at first, you know, over the summer, but they they needed to drop players and then there is some issues within the roster so i've talked about it numerous times but just the roster that he inherited over the summer is nothing like the one that he has now san veso isn't there bolaños isn't there nahuel pan isn't there edwin cardona isn't there leandro gonzalez Pires isn't there ignacio rivero isn't there so what from this super team to now relying on players like luis leal or brian angula to score you know, and then obviously you had the 30 positive COVID cases, which really hurt the team and threw another, you know, curveball again. So it seems like he still isn't really clear about his his best 11 you know, even at the end of the at the end of the season. So, I mean, we can 
I, I'm tempted. I, I think a lot of fans feel the same when you hear that from like a lot of Shola's fans out here in San Diego, Tijuana area. But there's, I think a lot of them want ownership to be patient with Gede and they, they recognize that, you know, a lot of this, I mean, yes, he, he does deserve part of the blame. He can't, you can't assume that like none of this is his fault, you know, but he does deserve part of the blame. But the bigger issue at hand is, is, is the roster and the COVID case that they had earlier in the year. And, but nonetheless, I mean, it's just that, that wasn't, it was an awful, awful season for them. So I, oh, I want to give him a four, maybe, maybe even, I don't know, even know if maybe even lower, but I, I think four. a four. I don't know what your thoughts, Tom. Yeah, I mean, they went on a run where they didn't score a goal in six games. Like, no yeah. no goal in six games, including the Cup, um, which which isn't good. <laughs> it's not what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I would say, you know, the, the expected goals and all that was very out. You know, I think even if you... I think Brian Angelo, I can't remember, I was looking at some of the numbers, but I think he on XG should have scored like four more goals. Yeah, that's the issue. That's only one player. It's Brian Angulo and Luis Leal like trying to score those goals. Like a lot of it, like, like there's, that was just such a big, big issue. You know? Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's, 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 it's a really bad way to, to run the club. I mean, if you look at it over this period and, you know, it's been really difficult. They've sold uh, Gallos Blancos, obviously. Which obviously that's thrown a kind of spanner in the works. That's kind of made things, you know, difficult. Um, and they had all this movement of players, and obviously that that movement of players from Gallos Blancos to to Cholos, part of that obviously line of thinking was that then they were going to sell some of the other ones on, and you know that's how they were going to balance the books during these you know COVID nineteen times. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, if if I'm Gwede right right now, I'm kind of thinking, what am I going to get next season? Like yeah. I need to, like if I'm going to stay on because this is a guy who I think he's going to have a market. I think, you know, I think he could go to, easily to Argentina. I think he'll get to to another Mexican club pretty easily. Um, you know, he's been quite bold in picking, like you know, Victor Guzman, who's been, you know, he's done really well to be fair. Yeah, um, yeah, that's uh, that, to be fair. Old centre back. He's been one know? of my favorite players to watch actually from from Scholes's roster and. Uh, Maybe in a different season he'd be getting a lot more praise if Scholes were doing all right. But I, I think yeah. I've been very impressed by him. Yeah. You know, and and twenty year old Marcel Ruiz has has played most of the games, and then you've got Mauro Linus, who who I think's had a really a pretty good season. It's hard to yeah. say really good when when you look yeah. at his Scholes team, but um, but yeah, okay, four and and you know, big questions for Scholes. I mean, what do they want? I think with Guedes they've got the the makings. I know this sounds ridiculous considering we give him a four <laughs> but I think they've got the makings of an, an okay team it's just they just need to be much more decisive and kind of just not have the massive overall that they've just had over the last in 2020 basically um it's just it's just been it's just been difficult but yeah I think anyway. I think it's I think really quickly though, I think it's fair to say that they had a off that they had an awful season but that they still have potential I think that's fair I think that's fair yeah but play atlas atlas i mean we weren't really too high on them either i don't i don't think we were exactly that excited about them before the start of the season um but then again i mean you don't want to give a team praise we're only getting three wins and 17 matches and what let's see let's i'm looking right here they were winless in their in their last uh five games so is five six is that is that still too high still too i'm feeling like a five or six for them 
Five or six? Mm, don't know. I'd probably go a little bit lower. Um, okay. You know, they did, they did bring in Malcorra. They did bring in, um I'm trying to think now, Camilo Vargas, who's absolutely superb. Um, or was that, the, I think that might have been the last season, actually. But um, I'm trying to think who else they brought in. Can't think. I can't think of the top of my head now. But um, I mean, I think the team. Um, I think Nervo they brought in as well, no. But I, think so, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the club. I was watching the press conference the other day with Iradagori, and they've got a new club president now, uh, Pepe Riestra, building a new training centre. So it, I don't know. On paper, there's you know Riestra did really well at Santos constructing mm-hmm. that team and that. You know the t- the team, the the club, the kind of transfer strategy, stuff like that. So he he's obviously knows what he's doing. He's been around the game. He's still young. He's you know hungry. Um, but at the same time, that's not good for Atlas. It's it's just not having 16th place in the league for a team like Atlas. It's not good enough. Um, so to know what should we do? 4.5. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. 4.5. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what. What you kind of rescue, if you know what I mean. That's true. Um, you know they're not; they weren't really even challenging in the last couple of weeks for the playoffs. Um, and I think Atlas, a minimum, when you've got a twelve, you know, a twelve team, twelve teams making it the playoffs. I think a minimum you want to be fighting. You know, you want to be above Mazatlan. You want to be above Juarez, Puebla, Toluca, Necaxa. I mean, that's for me where hundred percent Atlas should be at. There's no reason being from Guadalajara being from you know with the ownership group that they've got which is obviously has done important things in the Mexican game with Santos and and you know Santos have been very consistent to be honest in 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 challenging for titles making the years um, and th- I thought I thought between I mean I know it's only been like a year and a half but um, I think the ownership would have wanted more 18 months on than a you know, then a, a 16th place finish. So, um, yeah, all right, 4.5. This is, The next one's interesting, Caretano. Yeah, it, it is interesting because we didn't think that they would do very well. And obviously they did not do very well. They ended up firing their manager. But then again, what was interesting is when they, when they was Alex Diego, uh, uh, when, when they fired him, it felt like a, a lot of people responded in a way, which, which was essentially that, well, what, what else more could he have done with that? roster that he was given you know and, and considering that the, the roster isn't exactly the best maybe this isn't that much of a surprise that they finished um uh, this low on the table but once again you also don't want to praise a team uh for finishing in second to last place but still i mean they're it's not like they're terrible like terrible in the attack you know they're still able to get 23 goals in 17 games that's that's not bad. That's more more than Chivas. That's more than Pachuca. I mean, if you think about it, what their attack has done, but but still, I mean, defensively, it's just it was just a little bit of a mess. And just yeah, I mean, I I don't think any of us expected them to qualify for the playoffs. So I just now I just don't know what rating to give them. I'd give them six. Yeah, that seems about right. I just think the the you know I just think the expectation was so low. I think they've been, you know, at least Diego implemented a style of play. I think they were in a lot of games. You know what I mean? They didn't lose a lot of games where they were just like outclassed. And I thought the pragmatic style that he implemented, I quite, you know, I didn't, I didn't mind it all. And I thought, I think, you know, again looking at the the XG, they have more than Pachuca, like a higher XG than than Pachuca, and and very close to kind of Chivas and Pumas and Santos. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the they probably didn't get 
you know they didn't get in terms of the goal scored what the you know what the chances created um actually I'm looking at it now and they did <laughs> raise that <laughs> they, the, they scored exactly the same amount of no goals but... but yeah I mean I think that I think they're in games and I think they they could have you know with one or two things I think they went through a run with Ale- when just before Alex Diego got, got fired and it felt like I don't know, it didn't feel like they were doing terribly. And like I said, it was like they were in games. Um, you know, the, the goal difference is minus five over a, over a 17-game season. That tells you that they didn't lose by big margins. They were in there. So, um, and, and like, okay, so nothing nothing was expected of this team. Like, we didn't even know a lot of the players come from the second division. I mean, I think it's a separate debate what, you know, whether that's good because, it, yeah. you know, it's probably not. I mean, um but at the end of the day, um, 17th is obviously, you know, not good enough. And, and moving forward, they're going to have to, they're going to have to do something. And the rumours are that there is financial problems at the club. I think one of the original investors that came in is now in charge of in the second division. So it's kind of, I don't know. The rumour is that they're struggling to, you know, they're struggling for investment, um, which is which is a shame because Caretero should be a club with, um, you know, the the. I don't know, it's a beautiful city, Caritano. Um But then again, I'm just looking now and I'm thinking, can't, I don't know, six, give him six, six for a club that finishes 17th, I think is too high. Yeah, but what, what about a 5.5? 5.5. Okay, last one. Quick San Luis? Atletico San Luis. Negative five, negative uh, 30. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult <laughs> to find points for him, you know what I mean? Uh, that's that's what they were saying after games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just it was, <laughs> minus nineteen goal difference. Jeez, man. oh my god! Like, we were Le- Leon's goal difference is only plus thirteen. As good as they were, as good as Leon had been all season, as tight as the defense has been, the goal difference is plus thirteen, and Atletico San Luis is minus nineteen. And we were actually and kind the- of like interested, but we're like. I was looking at the piece. I was like, all right, you know, Quiroga working with Pablo Barrera. Like, I thought, I was like, all right, those two alone with their experience, like, that's enough to carry a team into the playoffs. But phew, just what a mess it was this season. Yeah. I don't know. What should we put then? Three? Three. Gave I'm okay. One four, so. Yeah, I this mean, is a three then. Three. Twelve losses. I mean, you know, just as a to kind of finish off with Atletico San Luis, that there was a rumor that. The, the the Spanish owners wanted to, you know, just had, had enough of the <laughs> had enough of it basically, and Atletico San Luis actually released a statement saying that Atletico Madrid are hundred percent still invested. They still believe in this project, and I think we should expect a lot of changes on the off season at, at San Luis. Um, I mean, it is a disaster. It's an embarrassment to be honest for Atletico Madrid because they you know they've invested in the Mexican market. And they've just fallen. This is they've fallen behind with this. Uh, Memo Vasquez came in; it's not really worked out. Now they're going to have to go and find another manager. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just. It's, it's, I think them and, and I think Juarez as well. I don't know why. I... You kind of want to come. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. kind of become like a. I don't know, just become more of a threat, more of a challenge, and it's, it's they've just not done it. Um, so yeah, okay, three, and then to finish up, what what else have we got on the MVP? Yeah, we got the. Do you want all oh, before the MVP? Do you want to go through our, our best elevens? Yeah, go for it. 
right, all right. So best eleven. Uh, oh wait, hold on. I gotta gotta pull up my best eleven. See, this is what happens when I'm uh, unprepared for something like this. <laughs> but uh, fair, it, I just did throw, I did just throw the grades in out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you did actually. That's like, I gotta. <laughs> Tom did essentially th throw that on me, so I did not. We we actually did not prep prep for that. So um, I'd give us a two uh, out of ten on preparation. Two for, but, the, two for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but if we look at the League of Vikings best eleven, uh, do you want to just go by? Because when I just because I saw you post one online, um, we can go by just really quickly position by position. Because I have a four four two as well, and we could start with the with the with the goalkeeper. Okay, I'll go through mine and then you tell me where where you differ. Boom, let's do that. Okay, so I've got Talavera in goal. I've got nope, Navarro different. No, right no, back. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry, continue. I have Talavera. <laughs> Luis Garcia. <laughs> Talavera, Navarro, Morillo from, from Pachuca, Tesillo from... All right, really Leon. quick, right there. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I'll stop. Or do, or do you want me to... Do you, do you want to go through yours first and then I'll let you know where I differed? No, go on. Okay, because I was just, I was gonna say is yeah I agree with you with Talavera. I mean yeah. I think a lot of people do. Navarro, I think that was an easy one, but with the central defenders, that's where I was. I I I was thinking about that for quite some time because you had uh, Tecillo and Morillo, right? Yeah. I chose Johan Vasquez, and it was re it was really really close between Johan Vasquez and Morillo for me for the final spot. And I'm probably biased because Vasquez is an up and coming you know, young Mexican player, but I mean, I've just, I, I got to give him that one. I mean, led the league in interception, also occasionally helped out in the attack, and you just see his potential. But for me, Johan Vasquez narrowly, I mean, Oscar Murillo had a fantastic season. I, I can't deny that. And it's not that surprising when you consider that not too long ago, he and Omar Gonzalez were the best, best defensive duo in Liga Mekis. He was dominant in the air, but. I feel like Johan Vasquez just narrowly sneaked past Murillo. And I think there's a lot of other central defenders had good seasons too. Yeah, no, I think Johan Vasquez had, uh, you know, I think he, you know, he had a good season. Um, yeah, no, I, I just think Pachuca's defense has been especially good as well. And I think Murillo oh, yeah. sometimes gets, sometimes gets a bit overlooked um, because of that. So no, yeah, that's fair enough. And what, what about left back? Who did you have? Uh, I think we both agreed right here. Yairo Moreno. You know, I, I think this is an easy one. Yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, just yeah, constantly I mean, involved the, in the only yeah. thing about the only thing about Moreno is that he didn't kind of um, he, he was injured for a few games, so that was the only kind of doubt that I had um, about him. Um, yeah, and then in midfield, I got Angel Mena, who you know he's had better yep. seasons to be honest, but I just think he's still the best. If you're picking a team this season, I think he was still the best right winger. Numbers speak for themselves um, too. A lot of Seven goals, five assists. Antuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so consistent. And people said Antuna, but again, I think I don't mm. think he had a great start to the season. And yeah. you know, you factor in the off the field stuff. And I don't know if, if Antuna starts playing like he has in the last month. Um, you know, next season, and I think can definitely be in it. I think he's like, like Tata Martino said, like like we know, Antuna is a different kind of player. Uh, I think Luis Montes, absolutely no doubt. Easy, easy. <laughs> field alongside him, Adair Cabrera. Agreed, agreed. Uh, from Nakaxa, which most people probably wouldn't agree with. Um, you know, I've got on my on my messages Orbelin Pineda. Um, you know, I think Luis Romo. I think a few people said Romo. I mean, there's there's no right or wrong answers, anyways. But um, I don't know. I just thought Cabrera it's... was so vital for a team that that you know finished the season in such style. I mean, the, the I think he. He had a lot of assists, created a lot of chances. 
and don't know, he just kind of under the radar a little bit, but you know, yeah. he's, he's such a massive part of his team. So I think he deserved, um, you know, he deserves that little bit of, of recognition. And, he, and here's the thing too, is like if the season ended at the international break, then it would be Luis Romo in this position, you know? Yeah. And then after that, Cabrera would be like, yeah, like I said, the season at an international break would be like, yeah, you know, it's, it's Luis Montes and Romo, but keep an eye on Cabrera. You know, he's obviously he's like an older player, but you will see what he could do next season. But the thing is, and the, the, the big reason why Nick Ox are suddenly in the top 10 is thanks to him. I mean, Tom, you mentioned, yeah. I mean, his, his five assists, and he had, he had a couple of goals as well. So you could see his playmaking abilities and, in that that final final run to the to, to end the regular season, I mean, three assists in his last four games. So I mean, just absolutely vital for Nick Oxen. Just really really impressive when you really start to look into his numbers. Yeah, uh, Rubens Sambuesa on left wing. <sighs> I left him out, but go ahead. You you, you say why? Just, he had a good season. <laughs> no, no, I just think he was such an important part of his team. He's still creating all the chances. He's still doing his thing. He's still, still just like so dangerous. And when you watch that Toluca first half, and you just he's missing, and he just spot you know it's just a mile off. And um, I don't know. I just I didn't really know. It's not it's not a choice that I would kind of you know go down fighting for. But um, but I just couldn't. I don't know. I didn't, nobody else kind of jumps out. Yeah. Who did you have? Oh, sorry. There was a little bit of pause there. Uh, so it, it's tough for me because I feel like when looking at the rest of the midfield, I had a couple of different players that I was uh, that I had uh, up in the air. I mean, it was uh, Antuna, maybe Sambuesa, also Orbelin. But I know you criticized him earlier, but I, I think I'm going to stick with Cordova, Sebastian Cordova from America. You know, I, I, I think the issue is that I think a lot of America fans, I think a lot of, you know, media, a lot of people who are paying attention, you know, to him, they wanted more from him, you know, and it didn't really help that he had a dip in form near the midpoint of the season. But I think we, we kind of forget that he started off the tournament really well. Uh, but, and, and I think that, I mean, we kind of, he, he really showcased what he's capable of with that two goals and assist against the Igres, a three to one win. So I think, yeah, like you said, the same thing with you with Sambuesa. I'm not like, all in on on Cordova, but I think I, he yeah. he can't he can't I, I can't help but just like really like think of him when I'm thinking about my best eleven. But yeah, credit to some West. Also, I, I think Antuna and Orbelino also some good options too when looking at some of those uh, midfield uh, options. Yeah, no, I just think with Cordova, he's got to find that consistency. I don't think there's any yeah. doubt now about his ability. The other thing with Cordova as well that I'm not I don't know maybe it's just me, but I'm not. I'm not convinced about his position yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know agreed. what it's yeah. going to end up looking like. And maybe, you know, maybe that's a blessing as well because, you know, he can legitimately play on the left of a 4-4-2. I think he can legitimately play as a number 10. You know, I think he can play on the left in a 4-3-3. I think he can play as an interior midfielder. Like, I think he could even possibly play a central midfielder as a number 8 in a, in a mm-hmm. you know, 4-2 four, four four, 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 or 4-2-3-1 four, even. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not totally convinced about that, but um, I think he's even played at left back. So I don't know. It just shows you just um, just how versatile it is. And and you know, I think looking ahead to this international break, I'm actually pretty excited about Cordoba, and and I'm kind of hoping that you know with Guardado out, maybe maybe he gets a spot. He gets a shot as that interior midfielder. But um, but yeah, no, definitely we'll see. And then just to to wrap up quickly up front, I've got Gignac and Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense to me. I mean, I think 
I think over seeing you post your 11 and you saw a lot of people making complaints that you didn't choose some other strikers. And here's the thing is like, yes, Dario Lascano had an incredible season with his 10 goals. You know, Dineno obviously had an incredible season too with his 10, 10 goals and assists. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a really tough choice, but just, I mean, just statistically speaking, just Gignac uh, had a better season. I don't think, I guess anybody is disagreeing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I just think he carried that Tigres team at times when they were playing terribly, he carried him on his shoulders again, Gignac. And it's it's interesting too with Gignac. I mean, first off, you can't argue against his 11 goals. But it says so much about him and our expectations of him when he has 11 goals and you think, ah, he's he's had better seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, no, Definitely. Definitely, yeah, and I think some of the others that um, people brought up, um, I think Gorriarán from yeah. Santos, somebody said, yeah, I think he had a really good season. I think Lescano as well up front. Yeah, I mean, the impact he had on Juarez was was massive, but at the end of the day, missed out on the playoffs. Um, Romo, I think you, you, you kind of yeah. you kind of answered um, that one. Nahuel Guzman. I think um, he missed quite a few games, but he was he was also he was he also had a, another good season. Um, yeah. Uh, Guzman, um, Guzman, Guzman, Guzman. Yeah, Noel Guzman, Obelin Pineda, <laughs> and Sebastian Vegas from Monterrey. Who yeah. I think he I don't think he was I don't think he deserves to be in this team, but I do think he I think he was great for Morelia, and I think he's going to be a really good signing moving forward for Monterrey. MVP Luis Montes. Absolutely easy. Who's no, arguing against ridiculous. that? Who's arguing against I that? Think, <laughs> I don't think anybody really. Yeah, I mean that was just—he just had a ridiculous season, and he just seems to be getting better. And although we've talked about it a lot, but he's just—he's just brilliant to watch right now. Um, he's just—he's almost kind of on a high level in this kind of understanding of the game and his spatial awareness and technical ability as well. He's just like his confidence. He's getting the ball kind of the level of the centre-backs and then taking on a player <laughs> before distributing it. But um, I actually spoke to Fernando Navarro um, mm-hmm. recently and I remember he said, you know, Montes is just like basically that. He's just said he's ridiculous and what we try and do at Leon, we try and get him on the ball where he can see what's going on in front of him. I.e., I think that's I think it's been quite an important thing with Leon that if you play Luis Montes at number 10, sometimes he's going to have his back to goal, you know what I mean? He's, he's receiving the ball with his back to goal. Whereas if you play him further back and give him that freedom to roll to roam, where you've got a Pedro Aquino, you've got a you know Ivan Rodriguez as that holding midfielder, then Montes can see the whole game and it's just he's just like a, an artist, he's a conductor of that Leon team and brilliant. But well, Cesar, anybody else? I mean, you know, which of the players kind of you know if 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 Luis Montes hadn't done what he did, then what other players would you have kind of thought deserve a, a shout out? Well, here's the issue is that I agree with your MVP list that you tweeted out as much as I'd like to argue against you. <laughs> like I definitely yeah. agree with your MVP list. So if it's not Montes, I think it's, it's Cabecita, you know, Rodriguez for, for obvious reasons for what he's done with his goal scoring after that is Talavera, uh, which is also unfortunate because if I remember correctly, he is out for four to six weeks, right? He has an yeah. injury. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so forward to see that. But still, Talavera had an incredible, incredible season. But after that, I mean, I think we have to give Angel Mena a, a lot of credit for what he's done in the attack because it's not just his goal scoring, but it's also his 
his chance creation and his assists that he's done in the final third. And uh, I, I think you have to give him a lot of credit. Um, if what I what I do wonder too is if uh, maybe uh, uh, next season, if we're going to potentially be talking about uh, Diente Lopez a little bit more, because I think he was one of the really like one of the revelations of the season for me. I mean, like just to see the impact that he had off the bench and just to see just you know, the goals and assists that he had. I'm not saying that he's MVP like caliber, but maybe in the next season he'll be, we'll be talking about him a bit more. And also William, the uh, uh, William, the, the seal. I mean, just when I really started like dive into the numbers and just the work he's done in Leon's back line, it just, it shows so much about uh you know how you know, how in- crucial i mean I, I guess that's the best way of putting it you know it's just it's just difficult to find many faults with him you know and does an excellent job recovering the ball holding on to it and also just dis- uh you know disrupting play so and also last i checked he was second to only luis montes when it comes to 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 passes complete in the league so just just a vital part of the spine for the best team in liga mekis yeah um, another player that I just wanted to bring up, I don't know why, quickly, is a bit of a disappointment, I think, and that's Leo Fernandez. Because I think at the start yeah. of the season, I was thinking this guy is going to have a massive. I think he just sprung to mind because you mentioned uh, Diente Lopez then. And um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's early days. First six months under Tuca Ferretti. There's rumors that he's not very happy about you know the style of play. Um, but, but you can see why they sold Eduardo Vargas. To Atletico Mineiro, no, because obviously they've still got a lot of attacking talent. But um, but yeah, cool, nice one, Cesar. We'll. Uh, Did we really close it out? To close it out with the, with the most disappointing player. Is that how we close out the pod? <laughs> 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 but uh, but yeah, but hopefully uh, uh, all of you enjoyed uh, the latest episode. I think we, we definitely won over an hour here, so we tip, definitely tip got for it for the right. title, Cesar. Yeah, yeah. Tip tip for the title. Anybody or. Oh, for the t- I thought I meant for the title of the of uh, the episode. I was like, well, I don't know. It's just like Liga Mekis <laughs> best eleven. I was like, why are we talking about this now? Um, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with you know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. I I'm gonna stick with it. I, yep, I'm sticking with it. I it's it, I'm extremely predictable when I'm when I'm saying that Thigidis are gonna win it all and have a strong end to this season. And I know they they are heading into playoffs with a lot of momentum, but they'll have a you know, at least have a short break, not nearly as long of a break as the top four. But I, I think Thigidis are really going to start stepping things up uh, in the playoffs. So I, I, I'm going with Thigidis. Oh, oh dear. I don't know. I'm going to go Leon. Leon? Yeah. I just, I always say Tigres as well. I, I either say Tigres or Monterrey. And like I said, if it's one of them, it's not going to surprise me. If it's America, it's not going to surprise me. If it's Cruz Azul, it's not going to surprise me in the sense that they've good enough to win this title. It would surprise me in the sense that, you know, it's been so long and there's so much pressure on the team that, that that's, that's the difficult side. And, and I think Leon is the other one. It surprised me if Chivas won it. It surprised me if Pumas won it. It surprised me if Santos, Pachuca, you know, all the rest of the teams, Toluca. Puebla would be a big surprise, but yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd I'm going with Leon. I mean, they've just been the best team, and, and to be honest, I'm not, you know, not like rooting for him. Like, kind of, I'm not gonna have a Leon shirt on my, on my sofa as I'm, you know, watching the games. But, um, but I'm kind of rooting for him in the sense that 
they've just been so good. They just every week you tune in and they're just so good to watch. The uh, Nacho Ambriz, you know, Mexican manager who's just not not got the credit he deserves for this. Let's be honest. I mean, compared to imagine if he was doing this with America, yeah. you know, he's been yeah. at America. Before. I, was, I was actually checking out his kind of record the other day, and it's it's not bad. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't a bad stint at Club America. He went to Necaxa and he did really well. Um, so his his record over recent years is actually really good. The thing that Nacho Ambriz is missing is that title, you know, and. It'd just be nice, nice for him to to get that title. Be nice for Leon, and I think you know he's just deserved. I mean, this this team, this is a team that is just really good to watch. And um, yeah, I mean, and and the, you know the other thing I think is interesting is they've not gone out and splashed big money. I mean, yeah. It's easy to say Tevez and Monterrey, and we all we do it every season, and and even America to a degree. But Leon, really, I'm just trying to think of like a big name signing, and I just I can't. Well, it was Landon. That was the last. It was like Landon, but it wasn't. But, it, but that felt that felt more like a PR move than like a than like a like a goal scoring like a legend that that, that they were gonna have. You know, that felt more like a PR move than anything else. But yeah. Yeah. No. If you ever bump into Landon over there, um, ask him about ask him about his time at Leon and not not in terms of on the field, but like off the field and what it was like. And because from Ibert, they signed him and they were just completely not prepared. You know what I mean? Like in terms of the media requests, in terms of like. I don't know, and um, it'd be interesting to hear kind of his side of it. I if you bump should. into your, your friend, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'll ask him. But I guess on that note, we should probably start wrapping things up if we start talking about Landon Donovan at like the hour and ten minute mark. But but uh, that's it for us. Uh, thank you to to Tom. A big thanks to producer Amy who uploads these episodes. Uh, and, and if any of you can, if yet to do so, we'd love it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps get the word out on the show. And if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Twitter at Show and on Instagram at Show. Thanks once again. And until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. See you guys around.